United States of America is the most successful nation the world has ever known. I think that's largely because we're the freest nation. Humans cannot reach their potential, cannot realize their dreams unless they're free. If prosperity were easy, everybody around the world would be prosperous. If freedom were easy, everybody around the world would be free. If security were easy, everybody around the world would be secure. They are not. None of this is going to be easy. But this is the United States of America. It takes an extraordinary effort. It takes extraordinary commitment. It takes extraordinary strength. The Valley Forge wasn't easy. Going to the moon wasn't easy. Settling the West wasn't easy. We are the American people. We have seen difficulties before and we always overcome them. This is about rolling up our sleeves. We might have some differences, but at Americans putting our head down and getting it done. Welcome to the show. Hutch Bailey Jr., Godfather Conservative Radio. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. And Mr. J.J. Rob, Mr. J.R. Robinson from Muslim Soda. Hey, hey, hey that folks. Was, that was um <laughs> that was uh one of the clones <laughs> of uh Joe Biden, I guess. Um listen. I know a lot of people are making a whole lot of jokes about it, but look, he just came from the beach, man. I mean, he's 80 some years old. He's tired. You know, I Never mean, we are a community that relies on family, on Ohana, whether by blood or by friendship. But like many others, my son's home burned down. My daughter's home burned down. My home burned down. My parents are 59 years home. <laughs> I get I <laughs> why is he why I mean that's the president of the United States. He doesn't even have a tie. I forget that, but why is he sitting there by himself? Right. Yeah. Who is that lady next to him? I never saw her before. Mm -hmm. I am a firm like supporter man. of naps. Yeah. I think naps make everybody a better person, but I don't think you do it when you're at an event about all the Hawaiians that died. I'm just saying. When you're the president, you're like when man. you're the president. 
Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. even anybody. I'm thinking if I'm there, I'll wait till I get back to my room and take a nap. It's just me. I would have dressed a little better than that. I mean, a lot of people died, man. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. the lady was in her Sunday crown next to him. Yeah. But I mean, if there, if there's one thing I know about Hawaii, cause I um, lived out there for four years. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. There, the, yeah, there isn't a lot of, I mean, when the women dress, the women dress. When the men dress, the men dress in very nice shirts that open up like that. They don't wear a whole lot of ties over there. However, he's president of the United States. <laughs> now, okay, okay, I understand. When in Rome, do what, you know, okay, I got it. But not a whole lot of people fall asleep either. You know, I mean, he... he yeah, yeah, he's out. He's out. And that's not the first time, y'all. You can go back and look at the archives, YouTube. You can go back and find him falling asleep at many places. But, you know, that's that's that's, that's old Joe. He's out there. And I saw there's a video out that he uh, he started talking about his wife and daughter or his, his son. Apparently like, he had a small kitchen fire. He had a small kitchen fire when he was growing up or whatever. Not growing up, but he almost lost his Corvette, Wayne. <laughs> and he said, oh, You're on God. an island where thousands of people had their kids burned alive and everybody lost all their life's possession. And he's telling the story about how his Corvette got smoke damage. Well, that's probably his son smoking crack in it. That I mean... <laughs> You know, set the kitchen. You can't get those crack burns out of the seat. (laughs) Are we barbecuing? (laughs) So, but yeah, um, yeah, the President Trump's supposed to be turning himself in on Thursday to $200,000 bond. $200,000 bond. Good lord. But he could have knocked over a liquor store and killed three people and got like ten thousand. So I guess. Yeah. So I guess twenty thousand is what he has to put up. To... I probably put the whole thing 10%. up. If you use a bail yeah, bond, it's ten percent. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. If you got to borrow the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> I and, think he's good on that. I think he can pull yeah, that out. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Pull that Just out take... of petty cash. <laughs> I think I got that in my wallet. Hold on. Baron, Baron, you got about 10 G's. <laughs> but um, he's doing it the, the, uh, the day after the GOP debate, which is which is, uh, which is a strategy type of thing because then, then you don't have them taking pot shots at him the night before. Uh, you know, um, the... After it's done, then if you had a GOP debate afterwards, then we have a candidate that, you know, no, 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 no. I'll tell you what, the whole the whole chorus of everybody that's happy about this is un-American, but it's it's sad. It's a sad day when you got a former FBI agent saying how cool it's going to be that he's going to a nasty jail. I mean, that's a bad day in American history right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking... I'm looking again. I'm looking at a lot of um, conservative websites, and um, the ones that are for DeSantis are still for DeSantis. Uh, they are reporting just like 
<laughs> the left wing websites on this, and you know they're 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 it's covering bad. their boy, it's but bad. they're reporting on Trump as as if they were left wing. You know what I'm saying? Their their responses are left wing. You know, uh, out out of the window is a ledge. You don't see a ledge on the conservatives' websites. Well, so called conservative websites. You don't see a ledge anymore, except for a couple. And you look at their, if you look at their stories, you, you always see a little little hints at who yeah. they really are. Right. You know, like like Donald Trump's false claims, debunked claims that the election was stolen. It's in every article. Mm-hmm. I don't care what site it's on. They every single one, the alleged uh, or the debunked January sixth uh, story or what? It's it's terrible. Yeah, it's funny. I always thought. We really needed to make sure the left starts waking up and seeing all the corruption. And it's amazing how many of the right just go back to their shell and act like the government's not corrupt. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally, they're they're weaponizing the Department of Justice to select who we can vote for for president. I mean, that's that's all that's happening. Everybody should be outraged. They should be there. These most of all, these are really trumped up charges. And the only purpose to serve is so that President Trump doesn't get to run for president. And we've never done it before. And that's what that's what signif- that's what happens in countries that go into revolt. When you have rules that you've had for hundreds of years, and all of a sudden you change the rules, that's when people lose it. That's yep. when societies come crashing down. And that's what's mm-hmm. happening in so many ways right now. When you look at the tranny movement, when you look at the education movement, you look at the defund the police movement, the district attorneys that won't prosecute crimes. This is and 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 think how many people, how many political crimes have been committed, and how many of the perpetrators have been put in prison in the last twenty years. Yeah. Zero. Yep. Yeah, and 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 um, you also you also have. I mean, Fox News is really um, from the clips that we're seeing online. Fox News is really landed on thick. Uh, uh, I mean, they've been getting to the point. Why doesn't he want to debate you? Uh, it, uh, uh, the the narrative is that he's running. It's like the dude is like 40, 50 points ahead. How is he running from anybody? He's not. I mean, seriously, if you really want to get down into the wording of it, they're not even in his league. Compa- I mean, it, um, compared to the numbers and compared to all these people that they're polling and stuff like that, they're not in his league. So, so why, so why would he step? I understand he came down from the escalator, but he he, he came down from the escalator to 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 um to um defend us to to stand up for us. He didn't come down the escalator to 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 waller and 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 roll around roll around in the dirt with less than uh, less than intelligent um, presidential candidates. Why? Well, Wayne, why do you less than intelligent? Because he's so far ahead, and they think that he's, that they still got a chance. They're trying to bring the old world back. They think that their world is going to come right back to normal when Trump goes away, and it's never going to happen. Their world is over. Donald Trump already did this. He did this twice. He went into the the lion's den of Brett Baer and Fox News two times already. 
Why would he do it again? He knows what they're going to do. I saw, I saw something earlier that said um, Brett Bear was like, "Well, he's probably going to do at least one debate, dude." No, dude. I, I not mean, if, not if the DeSantis campaign is hosting the event. Why would he do it? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent point. If you bring somebody, he'll do it with Tucker moderating it, right? Yeah, or something like that, probably, but not with these people, man. It, your day is over, man. You guys are fair and balanced. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, and here's what's here's what's funny for the American people. If Trump's there, the whole debate's going to be about people attacking Trump, which, whatever, who's going to say anything new? If you actually wanted a qualitative debate of these 12 monkeys up there, you <laughs> let Trump not be there and let him talk about things that aren't Trump. Let one of them step up and say, here's my vision for America Here's why I should be your choice. Not why Trump shouldn't be your choice, but here's what I'm going to do as president. And by the and, way, what are your thoughts on Ukraine? Right. That's what I want to see. I want to see them have that argument. I hope it comes up early. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Ukraine? Hey, COVID 2.0 is firing up. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. What what are what are you going to do? We have 37 and a half trillion in debt. By the time you take office, it'll be 40 trillion dollars or so. What are you going to do about that? You have 15 seconds. Go. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's where these guys, that's why they want Trump, because they all have their Trump hit, you know, oh, one-liners yeah. and, oh, Trump did this or Trump did oh, that. Oh, oh. Think, ladies and gentlemen, what what um, what Jay is talking about is it's called canned responses. I learned that a, long, um, a few years ago. But canned responses, that's stuff that they – uh, practice and practice and practice and practice on. So if they get mixed up or they get confused, they'll go right to those can responses uh, that that are off target. Right? Am I right? Oh yeah, they just have. You know, they all have their sheet of their Trump one-liners. I'm going to yeah. say this. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say the other thing. Well, now go paint your picture for America. The only one who'll do it will be Vivek, and he would have done it if Trump was there. And he's going to make the other folks look like clowns. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said yesterday, man, they're coming out with some crap on that boy. I mean, I mean, and I saw I saw a video of him as a young um, as a youngster. He was giving the valedictorian speech. Is that what it's called? Yep. Valedictorian. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh man, look, he really hadn't changed. He still looked young, just like that. But. Uh, you know, he, I mean, well, again, well-spoken, articulate. Uh, he, he wouldn't get, I mean, a whole, uh, a few of his opening lines didn't go over like I, like he probably thought it was going to go over, you know, he, but you know, he, he kept along with his speech and everything, but in looking at some of these interviews now, I was looking at one with Caitlin Collins this morning and she was asking him about his, his words. But then he turned around, Caitlin, 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 Caitlin. <sighs> this is what your media do. This is, I was like, oh, okay. That's, I mean, okay. I see, I see what he's doing there. Even, I see what she did there too. I, she, she got a clip of what he said. Vivek has 55 gallon drum canned answers. Oh, yeah. He's got canned answers that last 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> and you know, Obama, Obama used to do that. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the question is. 
Obama used questions to are relevant. I saw I saw DC Drano ask him a question about whether the ballots were whether the election was stolen with ballots because he kept on saying uh, big tech stole it. He said, "No, I'm not hmm. talking about big tech. I want to know about the ballots I saw in a Detroit video and the 2,000 mules." And he was like, "Oh no, I I believe that." And then he went on a 20 minute tirade about something that had nothing to do with it. Which it sounded good if you weren't watching for that, you know. But he didn't really address the the ballot issue. I mean, he said, "Well, I'm a big tech guy, so I was just focusing on that." And then da 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 da, and then he went off into all this other stuff that sounded good, but it didn't answer a question. He's pretty smooth when it comes to avoiding that. But the Caitlin interview you're talking about was interesting because he gave an interview where he talked about 9/11, and he said, "Here's what we know: we know the government lied to us." Because we've seen proof, and we know we don't know the whole story. Now, where you go beyond that, I have no idea. But those are two facts. And Caitlin tried to spin it that he was a 9-11 denier, and you think it was a government conspiracy. He's like, no, no, no. Listen to what I said. The government lied to us, which we know because of X, Y, Z, and we don't have all the facts. Which I think every American would tend to agree with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I just was looking. I, I mean, I, and, and believe me, I, I would never take up for CNN. I ain't taking up for CNN worth of anything. Uh, but when they pull up the facts now, Vivek did ask the the person who did the recording interview for that recording, and the person can't find the recording now. So Vivek is like, okay, there, there you go, there you go. Um, Alex Jones is praising Vivek as Alex Jones two point I don't know whether that's to kiss death, but um, there you go. Um, but I've always said that I think that he is he's going if he gets on the stage, he's going to be the most tic- articulate person up there. Uh, the I'm talking about Vivek when he gets on the GOP stage. If Donald Trump isn't up there, Vivek is going to. Um, um, Rebecca is going to roll on it, and you know what? Too, I also also thought about um, the uh, the 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 uh, the questions that because most of the questions are going to be about Donald Trump, period, bar none. Um, I was looking at the people that are going to be on stage, and I think that they're missing a couple. Now, three didn't make it. I. I knew Larry Elder wasn't going to make it. So I, you know, I, I knew it was close. Him. I hear he needed more relief factor. Shut up. <laughs> but um, Francis Suarez has been going around saying that he was, that he made it. But they don't want to put him up there. Fox News is not putting him up there. Or the GOP isn't putting him up there. Probably because of um, DeSantis, because he probably would clean DeSantis' clock. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but um, if you look on Suarez's timeline, if you look on there, he's like, we made it. Uh, we got um, tickets. <laughs> we got groups going out there. We got tickets. We got, we, we already got a hotel room. Dude, they, they're not putting you on stage. He's going to do the Trump move and be sitting in the front row. I'm right Probably. here, guys. You Can see I come what up? Fox did? Fox banned all his surrogates from going in the spin room. Who? Yep. Fox News. Banned Trump's um, surrogates. Yeah. Gates and MTG and Don <laughs> Jr. and 
Gelfoil and all of them there to go in there. They banned them. Shut up. Really? They're they're CNN, man. Even guys like Byron Donalds that are him too. Congress people. Him too. Him too. Yeah. Ban him from going in there too. Him, yep. Gates, MTG, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, you know, if that's don't get in their it, way when they're hurting themselves, let them do it. It's their party and their, you know, whatever, whatever. I think it'd be a giant whatever. mistake for them to sit there for two hours and talk about Donald Trump. I think that's a disaster if they do that. They can if they I mean, want I, to. I mean, well, here's how you I know think- they're not serious about winning the election. Like I said earlier, if these guys really want to move on past Trump, then the campaign needs to be, here's our vision as Republicans for what we're going to do. If they're really serious. Yes, what I mean. And if they're not serious, they're just going to sit up there ragging on President Trump. So you'll see within the first 20 minutes, are they really serious or not? I think they're going to not be. What are you drinking, by the way, Wayne? Is that something healthy? It, actually, it is. This is V8 Splash. Oh. V8 Splash. Yeah, I, I know it's a big, gigantic smoothie thing. I couldn't find anything else. So <laughs> I was looking. I was like, God darn! I gotta take this big old gigantic thing down there. But no, it's V8 Splash. To me, you know, it looked it looked like a listless vessel. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> you know. It, you know how they got those? Um, I could have had a V8. Yeah. You remember those commercials? Mm-hmm. Well, I tried that. And that, that's a that's one of the nastiest drinks I ever ever had. I love all V8. that vegetable I juice. I love V8, yeah. All that vegetable juice. So a little hot sauce in it, some pepper. Mm. Oh, Put man. a pickle yeah. in there. Oh yeah. Y'all trying to make a dish. <laughs> Y'all trying it's to make a dish. Kind of like salad. a bloody Mary. It should be a salad. He's a salad, not, not a drink. <laughs> But um, the question, the question is, for my companions, are you watching the debate? Probably not. Really? I will. I probably really? can't. I, I got a show. <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't are know you, if I'll watch it live, but I'll watch it. Are so you simulcasting? I'm definitely going to watch it. No. Yeah. Are you simulcasting? No, you're not going to simulcast. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I wouldn't um, give. I don't even play Fox News clips on my show if I don't have. If I can do it, <laughs> you I know found what? the best and, thing in the world. Liberty Liberty Daily has a Rumble channel. That's where my clips come from. I was gonna say Rumble streaming it, so I'm like, oh, I just got to get Rumble on my smart TV, and I'm good because I have not turned on Fox since Tucker left. Me either. I haven't turned speaking, on the TV. Speaking about Fox clips, so. Just quick thought on Iowa, because there's a lot of undecided voters in Iowa, but it's really shocking when you look at how few people actually engage in the caucus process. It's just, you know, tens of thousands in some cases, 100,000 plus, um, as opposed to the general election. So how, I know you're going to all 99 counties, but just a quick thought, Governor, before I let you go, on how you're going to try to get out more people than that on your side. Well, we we already have 99 counties organized. 
uh, with the political operation. We have close to 11,000 that have already committed to caucus with us, and we're just in the summer before. Most people aren't even paying attention yet, so we're going to earn it in the state of Iowa. And that poll that came out, you know, take a lot of these top lines with a grain of salt, but it showed that uh, I had the highest favorability of any of the Republican candidates and that both Donald Trump and I were basically neck and neck in terms of who would they consider. So we're just going to go earn it, uh, and we look forward to doing that over these next five months. Very quickly, Governor, before I let you go, why do you think it is? Do you have any thought on why the former president doesn't want to debate you and everyone else? You know, you'll have to ask him. I mean, I think he has um, has a great opportunity to come out and, and do this. I think he owes it to people. Uh, I don't think our voters, even people that appreciate what he did, and I'm actually one that appreciated a lot of what he did, too. Uh, I don't think they're going to look kindly on somebody that thinks they don't have to earn it. You know, I started off in my life working minimum wage jobs. I mean, I was a blue collar kid. I don't have anything handed to me, but I believed in America. You work hard. You can get ahead. That's what we should be showing for people. We shouldn't be displaying a sense of entitlement. You worked at the swimming pool for two years, and then you went in the Navy. <laughs> and then, you know what? He talked about, I know how it is to take um, take fire, um, 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 fire uh, you know, air fire or, or whatnot. And I'm like, dude, you're Jag. You're a lawyer, man. You're a paper pusher. You, I mean, you're acting like you were on the battlefield. You were right. You know, lawyers don't go on the battlefield. Well, and once again, this is more proof the DeSantis campaign is not running to be president. Because when asked that question, the simple answer should have been, if Trump shows or not, I don't really care. I'm there to talk about what I'm going to do for America. There you go. That, there you that, go. Is, that should be the, the response. I don't care who's there. I don't care how many. I'm, I'm there to communicate to the American people what I want to do to turn this country around. Not taking pot shots at Trump. He reminds me of a spoiled child. When you yeah, when right. you look you look at his his body motions, body language, I don't think that you should have to do that. Yeah, I don't think right. you should have to earn it. His head's moving back and forth like he's some punk. You know, but, you know uh, I once again, uh, I was uh, well. Disney is <laughs> Ron DeSantis is suing Disney. Disney countersued. DeSantis countersued that countersuit. Now, DeSantis sued. You mean Florida sued? Yeah. Yeah. Florida sued on the governor's behalf. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. it's he's not Florida. Personally. Yeah. It's not like yeah. the DeSantis ain't part of the case. It's Florida. Right. The With his, using his government power. Right. Exactly. Right. So, like he doing, sued. doing a Trump to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But right. I mean, they're coming out with another countersuit to his to their countersuit. He wants to walk away from this thing now because he's heard all these people say, "Look, man, this thing's bringing you down." It's a you need to get rid of it. That's what his that's what his donors are telling him. So now he wants them to say, "Okay, listen, let's just drop it and we're not." They just came up with another countersuit based on the group that he put in charge because right. they're saying that they want was it two million three million or something like that a bunch yeah they want money disney right. does okay uh the santas is is where he is right now on this thing is that they're suing the state of florida you know 
they're suing the state of Florida. So I'm like, dude, you are Florida. You're the governor. You are the freaking governor. That's what happens when you get big money behind you. What do you think big money is? Disney. It might, it might yeah. not be his total donor, but they know each other. <laughs> Guaranteed. Well, and we broke this down on the show. They originally passed a law that was clean, unchallengeable. It just it did away with the Reedy Park District of Disney. And then his donor class said, well, that let's change that. They passed another law that set up this stupid board and all this oversight. And that's what all the lawsuits were for. And he only did that so that he could put his donors. I mean, five donors took over the board of this oversight group for Disney. And it was just a political move. He had it clean, but he decided to muck it up to please his, uh, his big donors. Well, you know, he's, he's, um, Billy bully, you know, he Billy bully and he got caught. And now, you know, he's, he's trying to get away from it. Um, um, his donors, uh, once your donors say, look, dude, we ain't giving you no more money. And you know, you got to change direction. You got to come closer, moderate than, you know, whatever you do. He, he has to go with them. And, you know, he's coming in there and saying, uh, you know, they're trying to say that um, I'm establishment and um, these listless vessels um, that kiss Donald Trump's ass. Um, well, they uh, they don't know what they're talking about. OK, all right. All right. Well, you look at the roster that you have, chief. You look at the roster and uh, uh, look at all those R's that you have down there and you can put E down for each one of them. Establishment, 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 and and if they aren't, you know, yeah, me, me and me and Jay, uh, you know, we talk about Chip Roy a lot. Like Chip Roy, he threw Chip Roy's name out there yesterday and whatnot, and I'm like, that son of a gun, he taking Chip Roy down with him. Because uh, I believe Chip Roy is a phenomenal lawmaker. I do. I really do. Um, I don't know whether any of his stuff goes through like that, but you know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting ready to go to break, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my sister just sent me a text. She was like, "You know what today is? Yeah, today is um, the birthday of my uh, my dad who passed away. It's August twenty second. Um, yeah. So, but um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in." Red Voice Media Network. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have more. Uh, this debate is like filling up everybody's timeline and stuff. Actually, many of our friends are making jokes about it, but you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what comes from it here. Uh, Jason Robinson, Hutch Bailey Jr., Wayne Dupree here on the. Wayne Dupree podcast. Be right. Attention Americans. Breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. 
This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Thanks America! <laughs> My son forgot his keys, so I had to go all the way upstairs. <laughs> and open up the back door so I wasn't going around to the front door I told so and I, it's crazy running up and down the stairs <laughs> not quite as fit as we used to be yeah I'm not at championship weight look I was um I was watching I was watching these crazy videos that are on YouTube about these crazy arrests and um one of them was uh this big old this big old white dude he's Big big boy, you got a pack of lunch for for him if you want to take it in. And um, he was really giving the police a run for their money. I mean, he he was talking big stuff. He put those cuffs on him, and you know, he, Man, take these cuffs off, take these cuffs. I tell you what, <laughs> he said, I never forget. He said, take these cuffs off, give me a run at the title. <laughs> 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 he said, "Give me a shot at the championship." <laughs> you got look. You have got to be a serious person to think something up like that while you're drunk. <laughs> he was like, "Take the cuffs off. Give me a shot at the championship." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh, that's good. That, that that's really good." Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Wayne Dupree, Hutch Bailey Jr., Jason Robinson. Um, at the top of the hour, we're going to have Colonel Douglas McGregor. Um, uh, he is, he has been talking lately. I mean, honestly, if there's only one person to tell the truth about what's going on over there in Ukraine, uh, his fingers are on the pulse and no matter what, um, the media has been, well, other than us, because, you know, we've been trying to keep it seriously and honest from day one from day one you know, I'm, proud, I'm proud as hell of that i am too i am too we we didn't fall for the um for that bs not um, one day not headline one day. and stuff like that because it makes i mean for us common sense it it, it makes sense it's like dude you're like a tic-tac on a whale's ass when it comes to what you can do versus what russia can do 
I was watching him say something about, um, I was watching Colonel McGregor talk about Russia last night. He was like, they have about 700,000 troops around the area. By next year, they're going to have 1.2 or 1.3 million <laughs> around the area. And it's like, sooner, I mean, what you don't want is those troops on the border of Poland. That's, that's what you don't be. want. That's where they're and going that's where it's going to be, right, right. And that's where our base is. Exactly. And we don't have the money. Hell no. We don't, <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't have the money. We're already putting this one on the credit card. I, I'm you telling know. you, to, to, I can't wait to talk to him about this because I know he knows. <laughs> I know he knows. If you want to have a force of M1, A1, or A2, or Abrams tanks, you mm -hmm. gots to have an economy. Right. 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 <laughs> Right, you can't have right. tanks like that without an economy. It, that credit card's going to get denied. What? Well, and it's great too when you listen to Colonel McGregor because at how he served in the past and his roles, he understands wars are largely won by logistics. If you can't feed your troops, repair your weapons, you know, maintain like it doesn't matter how cool your Patriot missiles are. And like last night in the interview you were talking about, he's like, well, "These Patriot missiles are great, and we have like." whatever there was to hundred to send them and they shoot two a day, which means they're good till August 31st or whatever. And, and, it's, and, <laughs> no, and then, it, and then he yeah. goes a step further where he's like, and it, we can only manufacture X many a month. And so we just run out But congratulations. And it's everything over. that we buy that we procure in the military is designed to make people money. Right. It's not designed solely to be frugal and, to win wars and actually, oh no, everything in those weapon systems is proprietary. In yeah. other words, nobody else makes them, but the person exactly. that sold them to you. Exactly. Exactly. And if that's one thing that I learned when I went to the military, it's one thing that I learned, or maybe I learned it in civics class, but they re, re, um, re, re shot it in my brain when I went in the military is like, you want to make money? You got, you got to go to war. You got you you've got to go to war and 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 World War One, World War Two, we were struggling. We were, I mean, but what? Uh, when was World War One? Nineteen sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. And and guess what happened us, after that? Us. And guess what happened after that? Stock market crashed. The Roaring Twenties. Yeah. <laughs> the Roaring Twenties before. Before the stock market crash. Right. You're right. Everybody was dancing. Everybody had money. Everything was good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Prohibition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Boardwalk Empire. So, well, yeah. and, and wars are great for the economy. I mean, the government prints money. They throw it into the economy, and you get all these different support. Oh, you know, it's not just war, if you're in the factory. Good the, war's good for the economy if you're on one side. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I think I think what they're trying to say in Eastern Europe is maybe we're not guaranteed to be on that side. Correct. <laughs> um, Eastern Europe's uh, getting a free ride, though. What do they care? They're not putting no money into this. There's a whole lot of Eastern Europeans getting murdered. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, G, Russians. G, uh, G just went into Af um, South Africa like like Caesar. Yes, uh, there were. I mean, 
I wish we had an adult in D.C. that would see what's going on with China and Russia on that part of the world. I, I really wish we would have an adult that could sit down and analyze and start to work out how to fix this thing. Because, <laughs> like I said, in some of those African nations, they got way, I mean, they got people all, all the way on the horizon with Russian flags. Yes. I ain't never seen that many flags. I mean, I, I mean, I've seen American flags. I, I saw American flags before on uh, the pandemic in um, um, Hong Kong, Japan, and they were celebrating Trump and everything before um, before the lockdown. I ain't never seen this many Russian flags like that. I'm starting to think when I look at the things that we're doing economically, militarily, socially, the whole nine yards, I'm starting to think that people in our government at high levels have been paid for us to lose. Oh, they have 100%. been personally paid off for us to be defeated as a superpower. I, I, I honestly believe that. And, and I, I wish it wasn't so, and I hope it gets, stopped and uncovered and everything but it damn sure seems like that question question to both of you do you, are we still a superpower yeah how because well, we have jason, oil under our feet jason are we superpower i we are today but <laughs> the end of that reign is coming and i mean there's the brick summit going on i think it started today yeah. and yeah. The other day you saw um, India settle a large oil purchase without using the U.S. dollar. Um, This BRICS thing, I mean, there's 20-some countries down there. They're trying to start a gold-backed currency. I mean, if we just lose, it was interesting. I was talking to the wife this morning on the deck. I mean, real pleasant talk at 7 in the morning. And it's like, okay, I wonder which of these things completely blows up first. Is it the country debt is it the gold or is it the u.s reserve currency is it just cultural collapse finally everybody's had enough is Mm -hmm. it just the overbloat of government and you know it's coming to a head you just don't know what the trigger mechanism is going to be and i mean today are we a superpower yeah we have the biggest military we have that but it's all financed on debt so that comes to an end when we're no longer the reserve currency just as an example i respect both of my my boys, but I I gotta say we're not a superpower. That's just me. Um, I and I look at our military. I, our military is filled with a bunch of um, English cigarettes. Okay, that have never been that have never been tested on the battlefield. I know what we used to have. I see that crap that we have right now. I don't even know. I mean, honestly, to me, they probably resemble what nah, I might be even pushing in a stretch, but they resemble to me what the Saudi Arabian, uh, no, Saudi Arabian, the Iraqi army was when we went in there and they just laid down their arms. I don't know what these things are going to do on the battlefield. Are they going to yeah. run? Are they going to lay down their arms? Are, are they going to be so doped up with medicine because of the, the sexual, like the, the changes that they have gone through 
Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm sorry. They don't have to go to war. Which, which, which makes our numbers even less. We talk about here on the show, we don't even have that much ammunition. <laughs> well, I mean, our, it's bad. There's our, no doubt. It, it's bad. Our, um, uh, our, our, uh, our border is a turnstile like New Jersey subway or New York subway. Yep. With, without, without the pass. They don't even go through the, they just going through. It's like, oh, oh, oh. And by the way, our groceries aren't going up. I, I mean, I don't care what nobody says. The food and the gas is going up. Yep. And they're getting ready to slap. I don't know how true it is, but let's just go with it. They're getting ready to slap another um, lockdown or or um, a mask thing on us in a, in a couple of weeks. You know? I, I, I don't, I mean, and, oh, oh, oh. And then let's really get to the crux of the thing. People in the Congress can't talk to each other, or at least that's what they show it on TV. They can't talk to each other. They can't come together for the good of the country to fix the country, to, to move the country in the right way. They let Fauci do whatever he was doing. I know, I know, I know a lot of people blame Donald Trump, but I've always blamed Congress too, because Congress could have stopped it. Congress could have stopped it, but they didn't. You know, Congress has given up their responsibility since 9-11. And I'm like, just, just how strong are we? Oh, I can see it real easy. Go to RT.com. Go to Al, Al Jazeera.com. You can see what our enemies are doing. They're building up. They are building up. <laughs> They're taking some of these social, social media um, soul boys and putting them on a battlefield and say, "You fight, or you die." Yep. And 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 we don't want no trans on army, you boys. And no, Men. we don't need any females in special forces. No. What? And if you look at you know <clears throat> the the two wars that we fought in our my lifetime and deserts the two desert storms, or Desert Shield or whatever. They they were shock and awe. They were over in a week. And you look at what's happening in Ukraine. Our military is not built for trench style warfare. Yeah, with heavy yeah, yeah. Think about that. It, uh, um, I'm the. I mean, <laughs> Ukraine. Um, uh, uh, it was uh, people again. People putting their stuff down. It was over in a week. They were in the bars and stuff. Well, I'm and you know I'm kind of I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit. But it wasn't really a war. We were told it was, oh, Iraq has the biggest army on the planet. Oh, it's going to be something. Boom, we're going to run out of body bags. <laughs> yeah. And, but, and, and not but, to disrespect anybody that served in either, but if you look at that war where we could even have reporters on the front line, that's how aggressive it was. And then if you just watch, I mean, you, you can't watch it on mainstream media, but there's telegram channels both coming out of Ukraine and Russia that show i mean it's very similar to like world war ii style warfare where there's yeah. minefields and trenches and heavy artillery just banging back and forth against each other and our i, I don't believe our military is built for that from either an equipment or a personnel standpoint M msnbc was um brian brian williams was laying on the back of a of a of a humvee given given a 
It was laying on the back. We're 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 rolling into we're rolling into Baghdad in about an hour. And yep. I was like, this this is ridiculous. I ain't never seen them like this before. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, th- they were televising that they were on their way, and I was like, I I thought it's supposed to be uh, like element of surprise, or like something. a secret. I mean, they they're streaming on like CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and. The best one I saw was a forward air controller in Afghanistan with a sat phone and they're mm. showing them on the news. Right. It's like, well, might as well throw that phone out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... Oh, oh, oh. And another way that uh, another thing that I put on to uh, us not being a superpower and I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm feeling happy about it. I wish I could say it. I just don't believe it. We couldn't even find Osama bin Laden. But CNN went over there and interviewed him. CNN went over there, sat down in a tent, interviewed him, came back. White House still couldn't find him. That, that should tell you something. Now, I mean, they found him later, a couple of years later. Clinton had him. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't go after him. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and I think, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. That I think the biggest part of being a superpower is the economic strength and then how you spend that money. And right think now, right now, as the U.S., whether we like to accept it or not, we all had that neighbor, right, that had a job, but their house was way nicer than they could afford. And they drove a new car every two years and they were always getting back from Cabo. And you're like, how the heck can they afford to do all this stuff on that salary? And then one day you saw the for sale sign. You saw him go repossess his car. And like all of a sudden dude's living in a, in a one bedroom apartment because he just ran out of credit. We all know that guy. And that's our country folks. That's true. And, and the, the, the superpower yep. status is it, we're capable of it. We right? are capable of it. But our adults don't make the proper decisions. Nope. Yeah. I mean, the reason we didn't get Osama bin Laden wasn't because we couldn't. It's right. because the CIA didn't want us to. Right. right. You know, we're, this is all orchestrated. Every every last bit of it. This entire Ukraine thing is orchestrated by the State Department. Mm-hmm. Victoria Nuland specifically. Right. That's a presidential candidate about Victoria Nuland, I think. It was funny. It was a funny response <clears throat> to it. They act like they didn't know everywhere she goes, the bodies pile up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And some military industrial complex company makes millions and billions of dollars. Guaranteed she's getting a taste of that too. All right. <laughs> yeah, her her and uh who's the um who's the white haired oh the white haired uh treasury secretary is probably getting something too. Oh Janet Yellen. Yeah, she probably gets something too for her. She's getting mushrooms. Name. Mushrooms. She's getting yeah. stoned. Yeah. 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 But I mean, when we were talking earlier, and you say the Republicans like aren't fighting for us, so they aren't. No, th- this is planned. The Uniparty, the Republicans are just up there to support things. So they get money back in their campaign. And then when they get out of Congress, they go get their job at a pharmaceutical company or on the board of Twitter or, you know, wherever. I Wait, mean, this, this is. Yeah, this is either just an internship for them to go into the private sector 
or this is they're going to find a way to monetize it. And that's why after 40 years in Congress, they'll have a $20 million house. And that's why our military is polluted. Right. Because that's a revolving door as well. Right. And it's interesting. I mean, it, the military is so bloated. I've been looking into some of that with just all this expenditures. And and it's remarkable if you look just how much. So in the military, you got the guys that go blow people up. And then you've got all the infrastructure and the the administrative infrastructure costs are really remarkable for how much military we have. You know, we don't have enough guys to go shoot people if it comes to it, but we've got plenty of people to that's one do of the, the accounting. Reasons, that's one of the reasons Colonel McGregor never made general. Right. Because Colonel really? McGregor, Colonel McGregor wanted to redo it. And we yep. did redo it after he was gone. Donald right. Rumsfeld did activate his plans for modularity and and breaking it it's called a logistics tail uh jason mm. the, the whole big infrastructure you're thinking it's called it's called a tail yep. and in desert storm it was in full effect every division commander brought their own logistics brought their own food brought their own repair parts ammunition everything so you got seven tails out there going miles back in the desert that's what or trains miles back in the desert and he changed that he made it plug and play modularity yep. where you take this kind of unit, this kind of unit and you temporarily put them under this command, then you bring them home. And that's what we did in, in, uh, Iraqi freedom and it worked. Right. Uh, but the, the big generals didn't like that. The big yeah, he was talking about that on, on a couple interviews I've watched in the last few days where he, he was breaking down the number of four star generals that we had in world war two oh, compared to now. It's and then each four star general has this whole infrastructure you're talking yep. about. Right. And, and it's 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 like they got cow. a general. They got a general as an aide, right? A one star. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. And he was and, he was going to blow it up. And any time that there's any kind of downsizing or restructuring to make it more economical, mm-hmm. generals lose their billets. Right. It's like we used to have a three star here, but this is going to be a two star command. So every general's f- freaked out against McGregor. Well, and it, it's interesting because when I worked in the corporate world, I, I was a lot of times in operations and you would go through these periodic process. We'd call it be best, where you'd look at every operational process, either in a store or a distribution center or your supply chain and say, where's the overlap? Where can we cut? What can we do to keep it efficient? And the government like would have failed that audit a thousand times. It's like they got people for people for people and nobody's doing things, you know. Oh man! Um, did y'all did y'all also hear that uh, the judge came down on uh, what um, kind of restricted some of the things? Trump's that, terms of release uh, on tr- a true social. Yep. Did y'all see that? I did. Said that. Uh, yeah. Said that uh, he can't talk about certain things, or he can't get. In, well, we already knew he couldn't get in contact with people. Um, his uh on the people that are also charged yeah that only makes Cody, sense but Cody uh, yeah he can't they were significantly <laughs> more restrictive than the other ones and yeah, yeah like he can't even say the name Mike Pence basically right. is how that one's written yeah I but tell you know what, what? I it, think this Georgia thing he's gonna end up he's gonna end up locked up in a cell at some point I, I think not. I think he is going to um I was listening to an analyst say this the other day, and it only makes sense. 
because Hutch, you brought it up 89, 90, you know, you know, he nothing's been able to stick. They're gonna convict him on something. Hey, At least one. They're gonna get him on one. The thing about that one is that it's gonna be appealed. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's, you know, that's the way it's gonna be. It, I mean, it, it is. He, he won't serve any time. I even put it on my timeline thinking about it, and I think that I got it from y'all. Uh, he's not going to jail. Bank it. He's not going. I, I, I tell you why he's not going to jail. According to, according to what uh, is it the Constitution? No, according to uh, the con- well, maybe just according to the rules, he has to have secret service for life. He's president of the United States. Secret service for life. What are you gonna do? You gonna put the Secret Service in the in jail with him? You'd have to. I was gonna say, I, the you, more you I learn about the more I learn about how corrupt Atlanta is and their legal thing, and the more and even if you read through those charges they push through, they're probably the worst ones out there for quality of work. Which being worse in New York's bad. I wouldn't put it past the crazy DA or the crazy judge to lock Trump up for a night to. Teach him a lesson. They're gonna. T- they're probably gonna take get a mugshot of him. I don't think the Secret Service would let him lock him up. I'm just saying. Not I think now. They're gonna not, try. Maybe. Maybe if he was convicted of something, but that's not a prison. That's Allegheny. That's Fulton County Jail. Yep. That's not a prison. That's a place where you hold people before they get charged or before hold they get up. tried. And 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 actually, I've seen that place on some of these documentaries. Uh, you know, when lock up or. Something yeah. like that. I've seen that place. Um, it, I mean, it's not it's, very nice. No, it's not. It, it it really isn't. I mean, they got a couple floors, but it's, and there's a lot of people in those dorms, yeah. dorms and stuff. But again, Secret Service got to be with them. That's the thing. It's like General you know, Flynn said about his Secret Service detail. If I wanted to go in the ocean to go swimming. A Secret Service agent came to the ocean and went swimming. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just saying these people in Atlanta are crazy, and I would not put it past them to do some goofy. I mean, these charges are they charge them with Rico for God's sakes. They're charging his lawyers for giving legal advice. That is the most preposterous thing in I've seen out of all this. Oh, you're a lawyer. You advise your client. Well, now we're going to charge you with a crime. That doesn't even make sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> man, if they, man, if they, if they put him in jail, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. And, 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 and I'll I say it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't I'll happen. stick with, I'll stick with what I'm saying with the secret service type of thing, you know, um, but but if they take it away, uh, ho- I mean, again, even through everything that we've seen, we still haven't seen a Republican DA pull up Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or uh, anything like that. I even think maybe Al Gore should have some charges for the lies and stuff that he did uh, for the climate change thing and still flying around on the jet with um, that had a huge carbon uh, footprint. I still still see that, you know, so uh, we're going to take a break, our second break. And when we come back, we're going to have the colonel 
Douglas McGregor, and we're going to have um, him on, and we're going to be able to ask him some questions and get down to the bottom of what's going on because the media don't want you to know about it. You've been watching the Wayne Dupree Podcast here on Red Voice Media along with Hutch Bailey Jr. and Jason Robinson. Let's see. Let's see. I, I think I'm supposed to say we'll be right back. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks America! We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. Act swiftly, 833-287-2465. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. My name is Wayne Dupree, along with Jason Robinson and Hutch Bailey Jr. I want to introduce, as our guest today, a very special young man. Uh, he is, uh, <laughs> we uh, see him on TV uh, being interviewed, and for the most part, uh, he's trying to really explain and to wake up and inform a lot of Americans about the truth about what's going on in our country domestically and um, um, overseas. And uh, I want to thank Jason Robinson for um, um, connecting us to uh, get this interview done today. Mr. Douglas, retired Colonel Douglas McGregor. What's up, Colonel? Well, Wayne, I'm happy to talk to you. Uh, I'm not sure about these other two. (laughs) <laughs> these guys from me. I, I don't know anything about them i know all about you they let anybody right. on these shows anymore you know <laughs> so we have open borders, so why not right 
You know what? Um, so we we uh, here I heard on the show, Jason talk about everybody in Atlanta was crazy. Yeah, and well, yeah, I got scared. You know, I, what, what what am I dealing with here? I know there are people in Atlanta, and I don't think they're crazy, but you know, who knows? <laughs> well, uh, what what's really crazy is this administration. We've been talking uh, for the last year about uh, the situation over in Ukraine. We haven't fallen for the headlines. We've been trying to tell everybody it's not going the way y'all think it's going. Uh, I, I mean, if it was, this whole thing would have been over about nine months ago, and we haven't seen it. Uh, you have been very, uh, very, very um, vivid and strong on what you're seeing over there. Can you give a little breakdown of uh uh, a little breakdown of what's going on. Sure. I, and I think the American people really need to know, and you're right. They don't get the straight truth because it's not popular with the people who govern us right now in Washington. The truth is that uh, we worked tirelessly to create the conflict that we're in against Russia. Uh, we tried to move NATO's border right up to immediately next to Russia. We wanted to put, troops, forces, and missiles there. The Russians knew that. They decided this is unacceptable. And they had been telling us for years, you know, whatever you do, we have no objections to what you're doing in Europe. That's fine. But don't push these NATO forces and your forces in particular up against our borders. Well, we ignored that. And I think the reason is this, Wayne. A lot of people in Washington decided, you know, Russia's weak. Russia's economy is fragile. The Russian military is weak and small. I think we can bully them. Well, that hasn't worked out very well. The Russian military today is larger and stronger than it's been since the 1980s. We've actually created a Frankenstein's monster that we said we were trying to prevent. Yep. Now, the good news is that the Russians don't want to march all the way to the Polish border. They don't want to govern Ukrainians. They never did. They were interested in ensuring that the Russians who live in Ukraine were treated equally before the law. That's really what uh, the Minsk Accords were all about. And, and to be frank with you, as soon as uh, this radical nationalist Ukrainian organization took power in 2014, mm -hmm. it's grown steadily worse. More and more Russians have been persecuted and mistreated. And now it's reached the point where the Russians said, we, we've got to go in. There's no alternative to it because we're going to wake up with missiles on our doorstep, and that's unacceptable. Right. Colonel McGregor, I, I know you don't know me, so I'll just tell you I'm a retired chief warrant officer in the United States Army. Uh, you, you got in a few years before me, uh, but I wanted to let everybody know something. You're bona fides. Uh, you were the S3, the operations officer. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. In an armored cav squadron, I'm guessing. And you, you basically orchestrated the last great tank battle that the United States military was ever in. And it's a truly... Uh, Excellent feat. Uh, can you touch on that just a little bit? 73 Easting. Well, sure. I, uh, you know, it's a, it's an interesting story. I wrote a book about it. It's called Warrior's Rage. The generals loved it, so they banned it immediately. <laughs> and it essentially tells you that uh, we were dealing with senior officers that, that really didn't want to fight anybody and were hoping that if they waited long enough, they'd give up under the steady bombardment of the U.S. Air Force. When that didn't happen, they grudgingly moved forward. We happened to have been the lead unit in front of 7th Corps. And we ended up uh, going almost 100 miles. We encountered some resistance. It wasn't particularly strong. But then 
they told us, well, stop, you're going to go into reserve. And you've got to understand, here you have American soldiers that have gone hundreds of miles, if not thousands of miles. They've come all this way. They've been training for months. They are loaded with bear, and they are ready to annihilate whatever is in front of them. And suddenly somebody says, oh, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, well, it didn't happen, thank goodness. Uh, mm -hmm. And I certainly had, had hoped that we would do more than we did at the time. But the good news is that the 1,100 men were excellent. Uh, I always tell everybody, we were fortunate in that you had exceptionally solid, intelligent soldiers. Because, you know, when you, go, when you move into action, and we did on the 26th of February, it's sort mm -hmm. of like a, a gun at a race. You, you fire the gun, and it's go. And I don't care how influential you think you are if you're running the show. I was in a tank, and I was with the uh, main attack, which was with Eagle Troop. And I had designated the supporting attacks. I'd done all those things. You're, you're familiar with all that. Yes, sir. And uh, off we went. And they just did a splendid job. And finally, we ran out of things to destroy. <laughs> there was nothing left. And so I pulled up, and I got on the radio, and I said, uh, hey, could somebody tell me where we are? Because <laughs> it's a flat open desert. It's not, it's not one of those things where you can turn to the gas station over here on your left and figure out where you are. There's nothing out there. So we stopped, and, and we did that. And then they told us, well, wait a minute. You didn't tell us that you were moving beyond the limit of advance. I said, well, you know, we ran into this force of <laughs> about 2,500 troops in the Republican Guard that were part of this rear detachment defending the withdrawal. And once you committed, you don't stop. I mean, no one pulls up in front of the enemy and says, well, wait a minute, let me call higher headquarters and get permission to kill you. Kill you just go through yeah. and you kill it. We had, we'd run out. So then it was quiet on the other end. Next thing I heard was, pull back. Fall back to where you were supposed to have stopped. Well, at that point, I was pretty sick and tired of the way things had been run, and I came unglued. I only came unglued twice in the months leading up to the fight. And finally, the deputy regimental commander, who knew me very well, he went to the regimental commander. The regimental commander had taught me as a cadet at West Point. It wasn't as though we didn't know each other. And he said, look, I, I talked to the boss. You can stay where you are. Uh, let us know what happens. You got to tell us what happens. Well, you know, you, you don't stop in the middle of this thing and start telling everybody what happens. You have to you need a pause. And we wait until everything was dead. But that wasn't the end of it. We sat out there and suddenly discovered that we were on this little peninsula with 42 tanks and 42 Bradleys and eight guns and all the re retreating Iraqi forces coming out of Kuwait were retreating across the entire front of the Seventh Corps until they got to us, and suddenly we were in front of them. So we we had literally in front of us a huge heavy metal graveyard with hundreds of vehicles destroyed, and then we fired 1,100 rounds from our eight guns, uh, which nobody else in the theater did. We fired all of our mortar ammunition. It 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 really was an excellent battle. If you have to, if you if you got to go to war, this was a great one to be in. But it was because everybody was trained. Everybody knew what they were doing. They didn't need to be micromanaged. I didn't micromanage anybody. And I, I remember at the, at the end of this, this advance, I said, battle stations, battle stations. This is Cougar 3. Report combat power. And I was certain that we had lost something. They all came back 100%. <laughs> and afterwards, while we were sitting out there, we did have six casualties. 
one man was killed and we lost to Bradley. And that's unfortunate. But as I told everybody at the time, and there were a lot of angry soldiers, I said, look, there, there is no victory without some price. Right. And Sergeant Muller, he paid it for us. And, you know, there was a service. And I'm sorry to say there wasn't much of Sergeant Muller left. I mean, you could have put him in a sandwich bag. And I felt terrible about it because his dad I met after the war, and he said, look, Nels wanted to be there. That's so typical. American soldiers want to be there. When we got ready to go from Germany down to Saudi Arabia, I remember people that we had not seen in weeks who'd gone AWOL showed up, said, I want to go. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, that's the thing I love most about real soldiers. You know, there was another, oh, I don't want to go. I'm going to hide out. No, absolutely not. People wanted to go. Thank God. And they did a brilliant job. It's a wonderful story, but it's not very flattering to the generals. Right. So if there's ever a movie about it and there've been attempts to make one, I don't know how the army is going to respond to it because the army generals did not perform well. Well, Hollywood's in the pocket of the military industrial complex, so they won't put out a movie that's not approved. So, well, um, I guess so. Know, I don't know who's in whose pocket, you know, right. I mean, so I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Chuck media and run Hollywood. They're all the same, all the same. They're all in the same class. Right. I'd like to give a shout out. It's an honor to meet you and have you on the show. Uh, give a shout out to my friend Chuck, who we have a mutual friend who connected us. So I appreciate that. And, you know, the one piece I was hoping you could share with our audience, I think some of the biggest criticism that you have for this initiative in Ukraine is the lack of logistics or coordination of what's going on at the front. <clears throat> And I think our audience would really benefit a lot from some of that explanation. Like now they're going to send them F-16s, but there's no way that it coordinates with the other activities that are happening over there. So can you just kind of give a quick overview of where we're so that sure. our folks can understand? Sure. I, I think the most important thing for everybody to know is that before you go to war, you have to be organized, trained and equipped for war. You just don't pull a, a switch and say, oh, we're flying to country X and we're going to go to war. That's insane. We haven't fought anybody who would really fight back in more than, what, 25 years. That hasn't helped us because troops get lazy. General officers don't have to share the danger. They're not likely to be injured. All you have to do is look at the numbers of generals who've been killed. Zero. The Russians have lost generals, and everybody makes fun of that and says, oh, well, they're stupid. No. Those general officers were where they belonged at the front fighting. Whoop. So <clears throat> we, we, don't, uh, we don't understand all the preparation. And I've been warning again and again and again not to intervene in Western Ukraine. We don't have the massive quantities of ammunition that we need. We don't have the air and theater missile defense that we need. We don't have the replacements standing by, the thousands of troops that will have to come forward and replace those of us who are killed or wounded. These things are not minor considerations. And I have the feeling often that these people in Washington are out of touch with reality. I mean, they remind me of people who want to be plumbers, but they've never snaked a drain. They've never replaced a garbage disposal. Do you guys understand what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's a big problem. <clears throat> Unmute, Wayne. Unmute. Sorry, I got um, these grass cutters out back, and I didn't want to mess up the sound um and you've been talking about enemies 
do, domestic enemies too. We we have some create well craziness that's going on over here. Uh, break that down for us. I have concluded for a long time that Russia is not interested in going to war with us under any circumstances. They felt pushed into a corner. They had to act. The Chinese, in case you haven't noticed, they're on the downslide into a catastrophic economic disaster, to put it bluntly. That's partially real estate, shadow banking, corruption, you name it. Chinese are going to fight us. In fact, uh, early this morning, I received a note that they'd lost a, a nuclear submarine. Chinese. Wait. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but I've been told that they, they lost one. And, you know, the Chinese don't have a long history with big navies. <laughs> They're not a naval power. Now, Japan is, but the Chinese are not. And I, I just don't think people appreciate that those are not the problems. Our problem is very simple. We have been ignoring the needs and the interests of the American people for decades. You know, when I saw Joe Biden send this tweet out that he, he was announcing that every Hawaiian uh, who had lost property in this was going to get $700. Well, I don't want to be nasty, but 700 bucks isn't going to take you very far for much of anything. And the notion that that is, is what, what we're doing for those people is incomprehensible to me. How many hundreds of millions are we shipping right now to Ukraine? About 780 million. The Ukrainian army is, is absolutely annihilated. There's not much left. They've got about 37, 38 brigades under strength all along this long banana-shaped front where the Russian defenses are located. We have been urging them to attack which is just stupid, because in the meantime, the, the Russians have put out millions of mines. They have three layers of defense. I mean, this is not brain surgery. Right. You, you don't hurl yourself into that. And then they think they may have six or seven full-strength brigades in reserve. So that's maybe 25, 28,000 troops in reserve. The Russians have 300,000 troops in reserve they've never used. They have thousands and thousands of rockets and missiles and artillery ammunition. They are loaded with all the things they need to crush Ukraine. So people say to me, well, if that's true, then why hasn't Vladimir Putin done this? And I'll tell you why he hasn't done it. Because he looks at the Ukrainians as Orthodox Christians, Slavic Orthodox Christians, just like his own people. And he doesn't want to kill them. Now, that seems incomprehensible, especially if you listen to all the propaganda that is poured oh, into yeah. everybody's ears. Putin oh. is evil. Putin's a war criminal. Oh, come on. Give me right. a break. Right. And then there's this Zelensky character who used to play the piano with body parts <laughs> and, uh, you know, just despicable sort of human being who runs around and everybody says, oh, he's the Churchill of the 21st century. Boy, are they wrong. This guy and his pals are going to disappear one night. They're all going to fly off to Venice. Miami, <laughs> Cyprus, and retire on billions that they've stolen. Mm -hmm. And almost a fourth of the equipment, sometimes as much as a third that we've sent over there, has disappeared. It's yeah. vanished. This is the land of corruption. We've got a friend who was in Mexico, and then he was in Ukraine. Came back, he said, Doug, Mexico looks pretty good compared with Ukraine when it comes to corruption. And we've wow. lost 60,000 children. Yeah. You were talking about Atlanta. We've been down that road in Atlanta with lost children. Yeah. 
And we now have this, this movie, The Sound of Freedom. It is horrific. I can't even imagine where those children are and who is abusing. And I, I don't even want to go down that road. But the truth is, yeah. Americans need to know this. And so I've been saying over and over and over again, this is not going to change. They're not going to, they're not going to win, the Ukrainians. And ultimately, the Russians will continue to push west. They'll wait for a while, and then they'll go west. And if we're really stupid, they'll march all the way to the Polish border. It may not happen this fall. could happen in the spring. It's not something they want to do. But Putin has no one to talk to. I mean, what do we, every time we say we're going to talk to him, well, the first thing he has to do is promise to withdraw all Russian forces immediately. Right. And then bend over and kiss his ass. And tell us that we're the kings and we're the rulers. And he has to abide by our rules, whatever they are. Nobody's completely figured out what this rule-based order is other than something we set up, we dominate, we decide. And we don't want to give any of that up. We, we want to continue to be able to bully the world in financial terms, political terms, and military terms. It's going to get tough because the military we have now is a shadow of what it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're saying. Colonel, if I could ask you one thing real quick, I know we're almost out of time, but uh, back in World War II, I read that our best generals collectively decided that we would never physically invade the Russian lands, the Russian landmass, that whole area, Eastern Europe. We would never get caught up and mired up in that. And now it seems like we've had a complete flip-flop with the general and flag officers. What happened? What's the state of our general officer corps right now that's probably twice as big as it was back then? Oh, yes. I mean, we have... 43, 44, four stars, generals, and admirals, uh, for a force of 1 million, 1.1 million uh, people in uniform in the United States Armed Forces. In World War II, in 1943, when we were at the height of the war, we had 12.2 million people in the armed forces. We had seven four stars. Wow. I can tell you who they were. I mean, it's very easy. George Marshall, Douglas MacArthur, Hap Arnold. Omar Bradley. Uh, Omar, yeah. well, no, he, he, that comes after the war. These people were promoted when the war was well over. Roger. Uh, my, my point, and Nimitz and, and uh, Leahy and, uh, and Eisenhower and uh, uh, Nimitz, Leahy, and, and King, the chief of naval operations, they ran the show. They did a pretty damn good job. It wasn't perfect, by the way. War never is. It's a very messy business. You're dealing with millions of people. You don't know what they're going to do. But the point is, what we've got now is a joke. Right. We look like a banana republic. And all these decorations for what? Mm -hmm. Sitting in the green zone while soldiers go out and are blown to pieces on patrol? Now, I don't know how American soldiers, Marines, sailors, airmen put up with it. I don't know how they do it. Well, Colonel... We appreciate you taking time to be on the show. It's been an honor. It's been something we've been really excited to have you on because I know but we all follow you. You're not going to do it again, right? Is that what you're going to tell oh, me? Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, we will. Yes, we should come on every week. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we'll make you a regular guest. Obviously, I've seen uh, uh, Mr. Dupree, and he's Thank well known, and I appreciate you bringing me on very much. Well, so I where mean, can people follow you? you guys do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Right. I was going to say, where should people follow you, Colonel McGregor, so that they can keep up with what you're working on and, and keep hearing your voice? 
Well, you can go on YouTube and Google me and all sorts of things will come up. I'm now the CEO of a new organization called Our Country, Our Choice. It's nonpartisan because we've effectively decided to write off the two parties. And we're now issue focused. And we are going to support people that believe the things that we do. And, you know, we start with the very basics, God, country, and family. Close the borders, restore the rule of law, bring the forces home. We have much work to do here. We've ignored America for decades. We can't do it anymore. Well, that's that's um, that's one place that I need to get connected to. So so that we can um, promote y'all a whole lot more um, because if it's if it's calling out both sides, I'm with you. Um, I mean that I because if that's one thing that we do here on the show, we call out both sides because when we go into the military, we don't go in there to protect. And you know this, sir, we don't go in there to protect Republicans or Democrats. We go in there to protect American people. And I I know that you have got to be frustrated with the with the crap that you're seeing coming out of D.C. and the White House, uh, the media. It's nothing like what it used to be. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean. By the, by the way, thank you for referring to me as a young man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. as, lo- as long as we can get you back so you can talk about your um, organization, you you look a you look a serious twenty five years old right now. So okay. I mean, that, yeah. we're gonna hire you. We're, we're gonna put you. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Thank All you, right, sir. Thanks, Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Colonel McGregor. Uh, and let me tell you something. Uh, we've been we've been trying to get him for. Well, we talked about him for a year because when we started seeing his videos and stuff. Oh, man. So refreshing. Woo! Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. No. He, he was by I himself, mean, too, boy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, when when he's saying, you know what CNN is telling you? You know what MSNB is all lies. And Catherine Harridge got on there. She was all upset. What are you Ukraine, talking about? Ukraine is going to lose this war. He he said it last year. Ukraine is going to lose this war. No nah, man, no. Nah, uh, 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 the Russians are stuck uh, on the back road. Gas. They ran out of gas. They <laughs> ran out of gas. Right. Look at They're all those the whole world oil. They ran out of gas. <laughs> well, and and he just breaks it down like a football coach. If you yeah. really listen to yeah. where he gets into things, I mean, I've seen him do two or three hour podcasts where it's like, so you got this and that, then you need this to shoot that, and then that's how you go kill people. And it's like they're not doing any of that. He, man, he's. I had to throw that he, in about seventy three Easting because you listen to a certain general, H R McMaster. You look at his account; it's like he won the whole war. That was yeah. that guy that did it. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. We got to get ready to go. Um, you say that the debate is tomorrow, right? That's what I just read. Yeah, Wednesday. Okay, so, yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and break it down. It doesn't look like we're going to be watching it. Uh, and, you know, here's one. Here's one for hypocrisy. And then and then we'll get into last thoughts with Jason and, and Hutch. Here's one with, for hypocrisy. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, um, the GOP is saying that Donald Trump is running. He's running. He's scared. He's scared around the census. Terrifying. He doesn't want to debate him. <laughs> what? Did, aren't y'all running from the uh, uh, um, these networks? Y'all don't want uh, the debate on these other networks, right? Because y'all are afraid. So, you know, I mean, and and, and look, and we've said many times. Uh, we shouldn't have GOP debates on other networks because of um, how they uh, try to gotcha questions and their traps and stuff like that. Well, it's the same thing with this one. Donald Trump shouldn't have to appear for this one because, first off, he's so far ahead, he's not afraid. What's he have to gain? He's not afraid of anybody up there. First of all, he, he's president of the United States. What is he afraid of? I bet there would be a greater chance of him going to the debate if it was on CNN or MSNBC because because they at least stab you in the front, unlike Fox News that's going to try to stab you in the back. I can't they believe want, people still watch that network. They right? want him on so bad, oh, yeah. don't they? Oh, you listen they, to all, mean, their, their, all their pundits or whatever you call them. Yeah. That McEnany, oh, I think he's making a political error. Yeah. No, no, he's not. He's not. I, I mean... Uh, I, I mean, I mean, all of them. All of them are coming yeah. out with, with those knives and stuff. I really can't believe, it. and uh, like that's going to force him to get on there because y'all are calling him out. He that only proves he's still one of the smartest people out there, because he's taking all of what y'all are doing, and I hope he's writing it down, or either he's following in here. Okay, she said that. He said that. He said that. Okay, I got it. right here. He hasn't been back on. Um, uh, MSNBC's uh, what's that married couple? You know the guy that kills him. His morning intern, Joe, morning Mika. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he hasn't been on. He hasn't been back on them since since that little uh, pro, uh, problem in 2016. So, all right, Jason, last thoughts. Uh, last thought for me is, folks, some of our brothers and sisters on the right are forgetting what we've learned since 2016 and forgetting that the establishment Republican Party hates us. They want nothing to do with us and they are not serving your best interests. As we go through these debates, the attacks on Trump, make sure you remind people all these clowns on stage are Mitt Romney 2.0. They're Paul Ryan. They're all the people that hate you. Don't fall for it. Well said. On Friday, Military.com reported that the Defense Department will allow potential recruits to use a calculator on the agency's entrance exam. Known as the what? Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery, the test gauges academic aptitude and dictates what jobs in the military, if any, they are qualified for. According to the outlet, it remains unclear when the change to the ASVAB will go into effect. Oh, nobody's joining the army, folks. No, no you watch not. and see what the next thing will be. They're going to get these illegal immigrants to join. Like I, I said, remember when it was really hard to hire in retail and you got to the like steam no or, or fog mirror level where it's like, here's your interview. Like, can you fog the mirror? Okay, we're putting you in, coach. The military's <laughs> going to be there soon. And they've been there before. Yeah, they've been there before. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching. The Wayne Dupree podcast here on the Red Voice Media Network. We broadcast here 12 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Thursday. We give you Friday off. 
But make sure that you check them, check out their website at www.redvoicemedia.com. Also follow them on Rumble at Red Voice Media. We will see you tomorrow, debate day, for many of you that want to watch it. And for those that don't, don't be angry. You're not missing nothing. <laughs>